हेलो वेलकम टू द सेल्फ लर्निंग पॉडकास्ट बाय डॉक्टर सुषमा सिंह लेट अस स्टार्ट डिस्कशन ऑन यूनिट 16 इंटरेस्ट ग्रुप्स एंड पॉलिसी मेकिंग एट द आउटसेट वन कुड डिफाइन एन इंटरेस्ट ग्रुप एज वेल ऑर्गेनाइज्ड ग्रुप्स ऑफ प्राइवेट इंटरेस्ट इन कंट्रास्ट टू पब्लिक इंटरेस्ट which influence political outcomes to seek benefits for themselves from this definition it appears that the arena of public policy is an extremely self oriented and selfish battle waged by groups in the society however the paradox of democracy is that the rise of pluralist state and the network of groups protecting interest of society as against the bureaucratized coercive state have become the driving force of democracy and indispensable actors of the policy process the emergence of special interest groups along with the political parties and the demand for democratic governance has made interest groups the greatest impetus as well as the greatest threat to the rights of ordinary individuals and to democracy what are these interest groups that became potential players in the policy process an interest group is an organization which tries to influence the public policy for its own personal and partisan interest without being part of the government they represent private interest in the public sphere so that the government recognizes and notices their special needs and requirements as a community and makes provisions for them in the public policy they are microsporas of diffused social interest and help in crystallizing group specific demands in the political process as lan maclean puts it in an empirical observation that interest groups lobby for public goods which could be a starting point of our discussion on the interest group politics what is a public good that they lobby for it is in this context that government policy is a public good since it is for all citizens irrespective of their group affiliations paul hurst has studied interest groups as a symptom of associationist ethics and found it as being based upon the distrust of the centralized state for two reasons 
first that the state is a compulsory community although most genuine communities are freely formed. Second, it made omnipotent claims to regulate social life. Various writers from Proudhon, GDH Kohle, J.N. Fikis, Lasky to Mancure Olsen have considered these associations as natural appendages of the democratic society. They are constituted of loyal members and so little external or regulatory state effort is required to cement their unity. They tend to demand more freedom for their organic development and thus strive to turn politics in their favor. These groups which are formed of common interest should be justified on two ethical claims. In terms of their benefits to the individuals who constitute them, these benefits may be diversely defined such as access to wealth or increasing the value of their prospective investments, control over resources, religious satisfaction or appeal to ethical beliefs. That they are based on choice rather than on fate, it is not incumbent upon the citizens to be a member of any such group. Citizens participate in group activity because they believe in the need to protect certain interest which may be in danger of usurpation of a wrong policy or unjust regulation of the state. Thus an associationalist society tries to extract as much regulatory and policy support to itself and in turn consolidates democracy by bringing citizens together into greater loyalty and assertion of freedom. This would also mean that this consolidation of society on the basis of the group interest would become dependent upon specific interest. As Hurst puts it, that highly exclusive interests that are central to the concern of small groups with substantial resources will be strongly organized and that inclusive interest of large groups without significant resources will be weakly organized or not organized at all. In other words, the highly self-interested, rich and resourceful would be supported by the state because it has the electoral value for the state. This would lead to the problem of the public interest versus the private interest and the natural concomitant to it that the state would be tied down to the fulfillment of the demands of strongly integrated groups of rich and powerful. Olson 
in the logic of collective action has found all associations or interest groups are potentially self-interested and constantly striving to gain political and social power. In doing so, they set up a rent-seeking regime which distorts the market and imposes financial burden upon the society. Olson has also described in his other work the rise and decline of nations that the rent seeking comes out of protectionist policies and the state under the influence of organized interest continues to devise regulations which further protect and sustain the rent seeking. This leads to the inefficiencies of the state greater rigidity, inflexibility and bureaucratic pathologies. The state would also tend to support organized interests such as trade unions, industry groups and builders, organizations which have greater political constituency rather than the unorganized interests. This ignores or allows little or no space to those few altruistic people forming diffused and loose associations on the issues such as gender, cruelties, dory prohibition, cruelties on animals, vegetarianism, laboratory research, abuse of the old people or land grabbing in a remote village. A very recent example is the support of the Department of Biotechnology in the Ministry of Human Resource Development to the vivisectional experiments in animal research. Despite the fact that the government makes tall claims about animal welfare to the Jain and the Hindu communities, it has gone out of its way to provide a strong backing to the scientists to whom form a consolidated group along the pharmaceutical lobby as a Delhi Science Forum, in contrast to the diffuse and feebly scattered union of the animal rights activists who demanded public scrutiny of the activities within the laboratories. Now let us wind up the session and take rest. Thank you very much for engaging yourself with the self-learning podcast.